and welcome to episode 3 of Where You're From, a podcast where husband and wife team, Hitomi and Max, tell each other about their histories. So I, Hitomi, will tell Max about his history, his background, any important events. You will? People. Yeah. Yes. Ah. Hello, folks. Yeah, welcome to episode 3. Yeah, so I'm going to tell, he told me all about her Japanese history, her Chinese history, her Filipino history, mm. her Argentinian history. No. No, she's not from Argentina. Okay. Uh, Spanish history. Little bit. Little bit? <laughs> Little bit. Little bit. <laughs> ah. And he told me, you're going to tell me about my British cultural history. Yes. Which yeah. is a... It's, it's actually kind of hard to find topics for you. Which, really? Which I would find interesting as well. Oh, you, so what you're saying is British <laughs> British history is boring. I'm trying to look for, like, unknown interesting facts. Ah. Yeah, which would make it more interesting. Ah. Say interesting one more time. <laughs> it is interesting. That's a fact. All right. Shall we do it? Yes, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to kick off today's episode with a little bit different today because the first two episodes I talked about one subject on each episode, right? Yeah. I talked about Duterte. Which my friends love how you say it, by the way. Yeah, do you like that, people? Duterte? <laughs> it's not Duterte, is it? It's Duterte! Duterte! Oh my gosh. No? Uh, go, keep going. No, no. It's Duterte, uh, Rodrigo Duterte, the president, current president of the Philippines. Yeah. And his sordid history. And he continues to uh, make history every single day. Yes, he does. Yep, by his mass cullings and killings. Yeah. Is culling the same as a killing? Culling is more... More people. Or animals. Yeah. Yeah, you cull a lot of sea lions or something. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I get it, I get it. So he does a lot of killings and some cullings. Apparently. Mainly his dogs. But horrible person. I talked about him... Duterte, uh, and what else did I talk about? Ah, the uh, Satsuma. Satsuma in Japan and their war against the Brits or battle of Kagoshima, which was interesting. It was interesting. It was, yeah. You yeah. found found out the history of the Mikan. <laughs> and, uh... I was, and then I read more about like the law that that uh, caused the Brits' death. Ah, yeah. I don't expect you to actually read up on these things because <laughs> I think ninety percent of what I'm saying Are is made up, <laughs> made up bullshit. No, I do do my research. That's a fact. Yeah. But then I forget what I research. So mm. yeah, mm. it's almost correct. And most often than not, I do that because I don't believe you. Oh. So you did a little bit of post-research. What did you find? Oh, no, I just read about that law where, you know, they have the right to kill if they feel offended by someone. Oh, that's yeah. a thing, right? That's yeah, it was, a... A, it was an actual thing, oh. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, today, a little bit different. I'm going to do a bit of a selection box mm. of topics. Mm. A bit of Japanese history. I'm going to give you three... Three smaller bite-sized history bits. Yeah. Bites. Yeah. Bits. <laughs> bite-sized bites. Bites and bits. Bite-sized bits. And the first two, they're pretty interesting, okay? You're going to find them good. Mm. But the third one is going to blow your socks off. I'm not wearing socks. Then it's going to blow your wig off. You are wearing a wig. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty. I found I I found it really good. All right, okay. go go go. So, okay, number one about Japan is: Did you know the first novel 
in human history was written by a Japanese lady? Mm-mm, no. No? No, I did not know that. Neither did I until I read about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was called um, it was called The Tale of Genji. Mm-hmm. The Tale of Genji, and it was written by a lady named Murasaki Shikibi. She, let me say it one more time. How long have you been in Japan? Ah, I can't speak Japanese. What are you talking about? Zenzen wakana. This lady, her name was Murasaki, which means in Japanese? Purple. Purple. Shikibu. 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 Okay. But uh, that has no meaning. Mm. Until you look it up later. So her last name is Murasaki? Or first name? Last name. (laughs) Let's say that her last name was Murasaki. Purple... Shikibu. So her first name is Shikibu. Yeah. Okay, so Miss Murasaki. Yeah. But that was not her real name. That was her pen name. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, that was her pen name because she didn't want people to know what she was getting up to. Okay. Okay, so she wrote the first novel ever in the 10th century in Japan. The exact date is unknown. Yeah. But it was in the 10th century, right? And, uh... Old Murasaki, old Purple-chan, she was, uh, she was actually part of the Fujiwara clan, mm. kind, of, kind of royalty, Yeah, but she, uh, she was part of the family, but so was a lot of people, because there was a lot big of clan. inbreeding, big clan, yeah. yeah, a lot of incest going on. This is not a fact, this is what I just, is in my mind. A lot of incest, a lot of inbreeding, and... Yeah, based on your British roots, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> and Murasaki, yeah, she was part of the part of the clan, but she served the empress like as a maid. Okay, she so was, she, she was, was like a distant cousin. Yeah, of yeah, the immediate exactly. royal family. Exactly, she was a distant co- cousin and a maid, and basically she she had had a very peasant life, but an okay life, and. The reason why she went under a pen name mm. is because The Tale of Genji is a romantic novel, but yeah. it was pretty much filthy porn. Oh. It was porn. Yeah. Because it was Rule about... 34. Ah. Yeah. She was one filthy lady. Mm-hmm. Filthy birdie. So, hold on. Mm. I just want to... So if she belonged to a good family, a clan, yeah. So and she was able to write, so that means she was educated. That probably mean right because I don't think a lot of women would know how to read or write at that time. Yeah, she must have been educated. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. When when I say she must have, that means there is no information. Or you didn't look it up. <laughs> I didn't look it up. She was definitely educated. I mean, I'm assuming she is because you uh-huh. know a lot of women could not. Read or write at that time they would not let them. Mm, yeah. You're true. That you're true. <laughs> I'm very true. You're true. You're right. <laughs> you're definitely right. Yeah. So this was this was a fil- filthy romantic novel, and the interesting thing is what it's what it was about. Yeah. It was uh, it was about the romantic tales of uh, Hikaru Genji. Yes. Who was the son of the emperor? Oh, that's the actual name. The story oh. is about. Is about this guy Genji, yeah, yeah. who was the son of the fictional emperor. Okay, so he di- she didn't base it on the actual son of the emperor. No, no, no. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. No, it was a but yeah, yeah, a fictional emperor who was of course a servant, mm. and it was basically her fantasies. Ah. She was writing her fantasies as a man. Ah. It was like tenth century wank bank. Ooh. Mm. Filthy girl, yeah. But it does show what everyday life in Japan was like at the time. Okay. So it's it's a uh, it's good historical. Yeah, it's document. quite a historical yeah. document. Every everybody thinks now that mm. this was the first novel. Yeah. Many people in history have claimed to write the first novel mm. right up until the mid seventeen hundreds. Okay. Mm. Which seems a bit late. Yeah, to lay that claim, 
But they didn't have internet back then, so you could basically claim copyright to anything, couldn't you? You know, you could be in Spain and say, I made the first novel. You could be in Africa and say, I made the first potato, and nobody would care about it. Copyright and all that. I would really think that if if talking about the first novel, maybe China would have done that first. China? Could they read and write before the Brits got there? (laughs) I'd assume not. <laughs> I'd right. say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fact number one, history, Japanese history fact number one, Snippet is world's so, first novel. Do we know her real name? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> we don't know her real name <laughs> at all. No, no, but no, that's, it's pretty sad. Nobody knows her real name. Yeah. Just a pen name. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you can go down to your local bookstore, Borders, or Walmart, or Asda. And find that. Find that book, uh, one ninety nine bargain shelf. <laughs> go and read it now, folks. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, coming at you fast, coming at you hard. Open up those ear flaps. You ready? Yep. Number two. History. Snippet number two from Japan is all about the samurai swords and how they were tested, right? Back in uh, back in the 1800s, uh. when the samurai were, like, roaming the streets. Yeah. Cutting people's heads off. Yeah. Mm. This is the uh, original Forged in Fire. Ah, we'll get to that. Oh. There is a link to Forged in Fire. I love that show. Brilliant show, if you haven't seen it, about making swords and axes. and Weapons. Uh, it will kill. It will kill. It will kill. Go and watch it if you can, folks. Great show. Love it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, samurai swords. We know from Kill Bill that uh, samurai swords. <laughs> yeah. From this is because of Kill Bill, we know that they were made to like super high standards, right? Yeah. Higher standards. Only from Kill Bill. We know that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, samurai swords or katanas. Had to be able to uh, slice through flesh and bone, right? And bone. And bone. Not just flesh. They had to... The standard of a sword had to be able to slice through a human. Clean. No one can see you do that, by the way. I'm slicing Hitomi in half. (laughs) All right. Slicing Hitomi in half. They had to be able to slice a human in half... And so the makers, the swordsmiths, had to put them through rigorous training. Testing. Testing. Yeah. Had to put them through rigorous testing back in the day. And by that, I mean samurai times, 1800s we're looking at, folks. A lot of testing, but not much health and safety. Oh. It was a little bit gruesome. Yeah. Who did, who had, who tested them? The swordsmiths. They did it. Swordsmiths. <laughs> a lot of S's. Yeah. Swordsmiths. Yeah. They tested the sword. They made the sword. They forged the swords. And then they were like, we need to test them before we can sell them. They need the health and safety stamp, the seal of approval. So they tested their blades on puppies. What? Not really. Ah. I'm making that up. I knew you'd hate that. Oh, you see... Even more gruesome than that. It's even more gruesome. Hamsters? <laughs> no, kitties. No, they, they tested their swords on people. Alive people? Yes, indeed. What? what? Yeah. Prisoners? It w- well, it Thieves? Was, well, they mainly <laughs> tested their swords on uh, corpses and criminals. Uh. But live criminals. Mm. Yeah. And this was seen. This this was deemed like okay at the time. This was deemed like oh okay, criminals, corpses. The I mean, I understand corpses are is. Well, the the samurais like practiced on corpses. Yeah. And there was a. This was actually called. There was a term for it, uh. and it was called tamashigiri. Uh. Tamashigiri. Uh. Where you testing the swordsmiths tested their blades. Yeah. Yeah. So they'd be tested on corpses and criminals, you know, but alive criminals. And uh, like one criminal was sentenced to death. It's a little anecdote. One criminal was sentenced to death. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
and he was he was tied up, ready to be tested on. He's alive. Yeah. Right. What did he do? Don't know. What did he do? What did he do? Thief. Yeah, he was a thief. Was like a thief, maybe. Thief, that sort of thing. Battery. Well, Dem- I didn't care if you beat up women at that time. I don't domestic think so. violence. I doubt it. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, so he was tied up. He was tied up, and uh, he didn't know that he was going to be tested on, have oh, the sword he? tested on, oh. until he was tied up. And then he said to the samurai guy, I wish I had stones for breakfast. <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. Uh, yeah. Good line to go out on. Uh, yeah. Didn't really care about uh, incoming <laughs> death, but yeah. Uh, but there were so many katanas being made at one point, because there's so many samurais, that there were not, not enough criminals and corpses, right, to test them on. So well, it, I mean, you could. did it have to be through the belly? Well, there was actually a way that the samurai test and uh, cut. Maybe from in their pra- shoulder? Yeah, there's, well, this Diagonally? is where... Yeah, they do the three... Blade. Uh, they do the three cut yeah. system through the shoulder, uh, and then chung chung, uh, slice and dice, okay. basically, which is where forged in fire comes in, mm. because they do the same test but with bamboo. Yeah, that's the test that they do. Yeah, chung chung chung. Yeah, that's the samurai test. Ah, uh, okay. But there were so many swords being made at one point that there weren't enough criminals. Or corpses to test them on. So swordsmiths, swordsmiths would basically go outside their front door and just Smash. cut the, the first person that walked by. What? Yeah, they take off an ear. That seriously, they take off an ear. They take off the nose, and they'd be like, "Yeah, that works. That's pretty damn sure." How shot. did they get away with that? It was fine at the time. Everyone was happy, but. There were so many people walking around earless. You'd think, like, if this is going on, you'd avoid walking past a swordsmith's, a swordsmith's house. house, wouldn't you? You'd be like, I'll give that a pass. I won't go that way. But there was so, there, there was so much of this going on that a law had to be passed yeah. to say, stop it. Cut, <laughs> cut that shit out, mate. Stop doing that. And, uh, yeah, so it ended up with just being criminals and dead people. But for a long time, gruesome. Mm. Yeah. Horrible. That's how they were... When did they start tested. doing bamboo tests? Well, Tamashigiri is mm. still practised today by swordsmiths. On the few, people. The few swordsmiths on people. And, no, they, uh, fortunately, they use bamboo instead. Just yeah. like forging fire. Which seems a lot more humane. But there's rumours that they're going to start testing on foreigners. <laughs> Can I sign you up? Well, I'm ready to get out of here. Anytime that law passes, I'm out of here. It will kill. Maybe because maybe I'm only half, half foreigner, they'll cut half off me. Half off? Which half? Uh, the bottom half. Bottom half? <laughs> mm, not sure about that. Or maybe half an ear. Don't know how I feel about that. Uh, half an ear. You can live without half an ear. Yeah. And mm. do that. All right. <laughs> Samurai sword testing. Interesting. That was, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty so, gruesome. They use bamboo now, and they also, the rolled up tatami. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. Because they see that all the time as well. Yeah. Mm. Okay. At, at your local swordsmith. Okay. Mm. Obviously, there's not many swordsmiths around now. Yeah. They've become knife smiths. <laughs> knife smiths. Yeah, but there's still some. And they do this. Don't, they don't know who's buying. Uh, maybe it's... Well, like, in in traditional like Japanese houses, when someone... When a boy becomes of like a certain age, they, they cut their they, dick off. They display like a sword thing for them. So I don't know how functional those swords are, because uh. like my uncle's house has it for he has yeah? it for his son. Uh. So I don't know how functional they are. So uh, maybe people are just de- are making them for ceremonial reasons now. But then why would they have to be at such a high standard? Because it's Japan. Uh. 
I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Everything has to pass health and safety in yeah. Japan, just like Brussels. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So those two history bites, mm. they were pretty good, right? Yeah. They were okay. <laughs> I'll admit they were pretty Doubt good. Eh? I do doubt myself. No confidence, folks. Mm. But history bite number three. Yeah. This is the one. This is where you're going to be blown out of your panties. Okay. Which I'd like to see. Okay. All right. So I'm going to talk about... Keep it clean. <laughs> well, your panties. Yeah. My pants. They're always clean. All right. So, World War II. Mm. Touchy subject in Japan. Yeah. Of course. Very much so. The two bombs. Where did they go off? Hiroshima and Nagasaki. When? Do you know? 1945. Yes. 1945. Hit me with a date. What do you reckon? December 7th. Not even close. I know. December 7th was Pearl Harbor, wasn't it? The day Mm. that we live in infamy. Close. It was actually... Well, the Hiroshima was bombed on August 6th. Mm. And Nagasaki was bombed on August 9th. Yeah. Yeah. Three days apart. Did you hear that story about the guy who survived both? Yeah, right. yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's a really true, but I hear it all the time. There was a guy who who was in Hiroshima on a business trip, mm. and then he he was there when it when they bombed Hiroshima, and then he got on the train, which were still running. Yeah, <laughs> and went home to Nagasaki. Well, it's Japan, isn't it? The trains <laughs> always run, even yeah. during bombing. So. so yeah, he got home to Nagasaki, and then boom, mm. another one. Literally boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Either the so most <laughs> unlucky or the luckiest guy. Yes. Uh. Uh, so Japan was uh, obviously the U.S. had. The atom bomb facilities, right? Yeah. They cracked the code of the atom bomb. But did you know, Japan was also working on the atom bomb? I didn't know, but I'm not surprised. You're not surprised? Yeah. Yeah, it's not surprising. But the surprising thing is how close they got. It was so close, right? Because the, the whole atom bomb program... Is something that's been that is has been denied by the Japanese government, right? Oh, did they? It's been massively denied. Yeah. They refuse to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But but a professor from the uh, University of Kyoto mm. uh, recently found scientific documents Ooh. from wartime showing all the research that they were doing because guy that was working like head of the atom bomb program yeah was from kyoto university ah. and they found a file of his down the back of a cabinet yeah 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 that showed everything recently the files contained blueprints for a bomb which was meant which had uh, which was meant to be completed on august 19th what 45, 1945, August 19th. I think Hiroshima was bombed August 6th. 6th. And Japan and US had no idea that each other was doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Japan was so close. Or, well, we, we think they're so, they were so close. But they had... Uh, but nothing had been made yet. Like they, They'd made the, uh, like the particle... The shell. They'd made the shell. They'd made... Because you have to... You have to split the atoms and stuff, don't yeah. you? You have to do all this, all this sort of thing. I'm not going into the... <laughs> I am a scientist, physicist here. And I'm not going into the details. But they had the, they had the machines ready to do it. Mm. The problem was mm. that they didn't have the uranium. Were they waiting for it? The US had the uranium. Yeah. They, they both got the technology yeah. and they... To- They'd finished doing it. Yeah, yeah. But the US got the uranium first. You can get it in around there. Yeah. Right? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> in uh, Texas and places. Find it on the floor. <laughs> supermarket. But Japan couldn't get hold of Amazon. it, right? Amazon. Yeah. Amazon Japan. <laughs> it doesn't deliver. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, so Japan was desperately trying to source uranium, mm. right, to take out the Americans mm. with their atom bombs. But uh, so they were asking their allies right. and occupied territories, like, give us, you know, we'll pay. Yeah. We've got the money. Yeah. We'll pay because they've stolen so much money already, haven't they? Uh-huh, they're, uh-huh, uh-huh. They're the bad guys. <laughs> they're the bad guys. Yeah. You're the bad guy. I'm half bad. The Brits were the good guys. You are the bad guys. You did some sketchy we things as well. We did nothing. We did you nothing. You did some sketchy things as well. Yeah, I don't know about that. No. Maybe you'll tell me about it next time, eh? Yeah. Ooh, hi there. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the Japanese, they, um, they were trying to source uranium. So they were very close as early as 1944. Japanese uh, they almost had it yeah they were they were ready to go yeah and then the US bombed their labs their laboratories oh wow yeah and they didn't the US in didn't Kyoto? know in yes. I guess right yeah like, oh yeah like a secret uranium what, enriching what facility what could have been so 44 they were so close yeah and then on May 19th 1945 mm which was three months before the bombs hit Japan, mm. a Nazi sub yeah. was captured on its way to Japan, carrying Doing uranium, carrying huge <laughs> amounts of uranium. You get a car. You get, Well, yeah, something like that. Huge amounts of uranium. And that was actually just shortly after Hitler had killed himself. And the Nazis were uh, having a flash sale. Ah, uh, I see. They they had a sale on everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything must go. The Brits are imminent. They mm. are they are on the doorstep. Mm-mm. So the Nazis are like like yeah, Japan, you can buy anything you want. Mm-mm. Yeah. So Japan paid a lot of money. This sub was on its way, and then the U.S. captured, captured it. it. Yeah, and there were two commanders, Japanese commanders, on the, on the sub, Ooh. like high ranking commanders. Yeah. Like. They they were chaperoning the uranium, escorting, escorting the a, uranium with a handcuff uh, to the uranium. Exactly, yeah. So they've probably got cancer, <laughs> but the U.S. U.S. captured it, and as soon as they 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 boarded the sub, yeah. the commanders oh, suicide. Them. Yeah, they killed themselves with a tested with samurai a, Exactly, yeah. Callback. Callback. Exactly, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, so they were very close. Mm. And because of the recent findings, we now know that there were two atom bomb programs being done at the same time in the war. Mm. One by the Japanese army mm. and one by the Navy. N- Navy? Navy? Navy. <laughs> Navy. And, but Japan denies everything. everything. Did it, did, was it in the findings, uh, did they say in the papers where they were going to bomb the U.S.? No. No. They, they, know, they don't know exactly. Yeah. No, they, they hadn't got that far. Uh, uh, they, were, uh, uh. they were still trying to make get them done. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the final fact, fun fact, fun, fun fact. fact about atomic bombs. Yep. The uranium seized from the Nazi sub. Mm was used in future uh, American bombs. Oh, show. Yeah. The irony. Irony. Yeah. Is that irony or is that devastating? <laughs> is that a choice? It's devastating irony. Devastating irony. <laughs> yeah, so it could have been all very different. Yeah, wow. Yeah. US had no idea. Very sneaky. <laughs> Very sneaky Japanese army. <laughs> Careful now. That yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So, tell me. Yes. Hit me with your history. Yes. All right. So, you gave me a selection box. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you a selection box. Not even a chocolate selection mm. box. Ooh, I like the coconut. Ooh, that's called a bounty. I know. You know. I know. Yeah. I love bounties. Okay, so 
I'll give you, I'll, I'm gonna give you a date. Tell me, what do you think happened on that date? My birthday. No. April 18th, 1930. April 18th, 1930. Uh, your mom's birthday? No. Okay. Why, why, why you keep attacking my mom? <laughs> why not? <laughs> mm, a date that has zero meaning to me. Yeah, I know. I don't and know. A lot it? of people. <laughs> In British history? Yeah. Well, doi. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything. So, April April 18th, 1930 is the day that nothing happened. What? <laughs> it is like Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Show about nothing. <laughs> so, so April April 18th is actually Good Friday for all the Catholics out there like me. Yeah. <laughs> so, on this day, Good Friday, uh, the BBC, the Beebs. The Beeb? The BBC news anchor, which was still... The BB, the Beebs was still quite new. Yeah. News anchor relayed the message. This is what he said. Good evening. Today is Good Friday. There is no news. Ooh. Yeah. So that was during the 8.45 p.m. News bulletin. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then, mu- and then, piano music was played for the rest of the news segment, which was about fifteen minutes long. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna tell you the radio listing mm. that uh, on that day, because good one, Beebs, they got all the archives and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, ten fifteen was the daily service. Yeah. So like prayer, I think. Yeah. And then 10.30 was the time signal. Boo, wee, boo. I don't know, something. Oh, and I then, like it. <laughs> and then the, boo, and the weather forecast. Yeah. Okay? And I don't know. It was There's such a big gap between that. So I don't know if they did the weather the whole time. But, but the next scheduled thing was at 3.30 p.m. The right. previous one was 10.30 a.m. Yeah. So the next one was 3.30. Maybe it was stopped. Maybe there was no radio that day, that time. I don't know. Uh And then so 3.30 was the wireless military band. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And then... No wires. Five o'clock was poetry reading. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah. Yep. And then that's for 20 minutes. So 20 minutes 20 minutes of, of bloody poetry. poetry. <laughs> I don't know if it's one long poem or it's just... That is a long poem, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And uh. then at 5.20 p.m. was the wireless string orchestra. They're really into the wireless because it just been... Yeah. Started getting used. Ah, it's like a yeah. buzzword. Yeah, wireless. Wireless. Yeah, like yeah. viral yeah. orchestra. <laughs> Hashtag wireless. <laughs> so that, they played for about an hour. Yep. And then at 6.30 p.m. was the general sports bulletin. General sports yeah, bulletin. Yeah, so yep. football and cricket and... Rugby. Rugby. But but that was only for 10 minutes. Oh. Uh, so maybe there's just one team and one team and that's it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sports in the 1930s was absolutely booming. I mean, my, my team, Leicester City, you might know of them, champions in... Uh, 2016 of the Premier League, Leicester City. They, uh, I mean, their attendances around that time were like 60,000, 70,000 people. People were having to sit on the roofs of the stadiums. Filbert Street. Filbert Street, England. Yeah. So maybe, well, I don't know, because you have the general sports bulletin for 10 minutes. And then at 6.40 was the uh, regional sports bulletin. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they switched. And then at 6.50 was The Service. The Service. So I think it's mass because it was Good Friday. Yeah. I'm and sure, then, yeah. so, and it was about an hour, which is how mass is. Church um, of England mass. Probably. Definitely. Yeah. It's not Catholic. Yeah. The Queen would be like, no, good no, Friday. no. Good Friday. But yeah. Good Friday is a Catholic thing. But we have Good Friday in England. Why? No reason. <laughs> Yeah. And okay. Easter Monday. So seven forty five PM was the BBC concert. 
Yeah. And then at eight forty-five was the news. Ah, so back then the BBC radio mm. was a mixture of like news, MTV, <laughs> and Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Well, then after the 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 news. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So at nine 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 uh, p.m. So they and then they started showing a Wagner's uh, opera, not showing, yeah, broadcasting. Ah. That's it, and that was it. Controversial. Why? Wagner. Oh, is he? Oh. Yeah, Wagner did uh, did like Nazi stuff. Ah, I did not know that. Mm. So. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure I wrote down here I'm sure there's a record somewhere in the BBC archive maybe we'd have to go to their offices but I couldn't find online road trip who delivered the news that day mm. and the reason why it's not readily available is because news announcers were anonymous at that time really? they didn't announce themselves like this is uh, Jon Snow mm. <laughs> Yeah, Channel 4 News. <laughs> He's the only broadcaster I can yeah. think of. But yeah, so they weren't ready available because um, anonymous, so they don't, yeah. And then, hmm. and and then like, um, and one, one fun fact I read about the news announcers was that they dressed in um, like dinner jackets to Ooh. deliver the news. <laughs> and always, like always, and it was because um, it was out of respect for the musicians and actors who had to dress up to entertain. Ah. So yeah, they could have gone in in their slops, but yeah, but because the actors and entertainers, yeah, the musicians, they, they were doing basically live shows. Yeah, on the radio. and dramas, dramas, yeah, so concerts, yeah, okay. Mm. So uh, now, how is how is that? Possible that there was absolutely no news that day. I don't know how. April, what was that? April eighteenth, nineteen thirtieth. Hmm. How is that possible? Hmm. The Queen's birthday. Is that? I don't know. That would be mega news. That would be news. That's yeah. the opposite. <laughs> All right. So I just can't. I just can't think how there can be no news. Mm, so I'll explain to you why. Yeah. So this information, I read this on an Atlas Obscura article, which I'm loving that website. So according to Ethan Zuckerman... He told me recommends. <laughs> yep. According to Ethan Zuckerman... Yep. He's the director of the Center for Civic Media at MIT. Yeah. What does MIT stand for? Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Uh, I thought it was like military insect... Time. Time. <laughs> So, so this date yeah. is a reminder of what the BBC was supposed to be and how it's so different from what news as a category is today, is what he oh. said. But 1930, that was, uh, the BBC was still pretty new at that oh, time. Yeah, they were eight years old. Eight years old. So the BBC was only about eight years old at that time oh. and had very specific goals set by its first director general, John Reith. John Reith. Do you know him? MBE? CBE? I'm sure he's a sir. LED? DVD? BBC? <laughs> yeah. So the Sir John Reith, right? Sir Reith? John, yep. R-E-I-T-H. Well, I'm sure he's a sir, yeah. BBC legend. No, how do you say it? R-E-I-T-H. Reith? Reith, right? Yeah, Reith. Yeah, I would say yeah. Reith. I'd say so, he was very committed to the idea. He's a Scotsman. He was very committed to the idea of broadcasting as a public service. Right. And and wanted to transform the Beebs, the BBC, into a respected national institution. What a champion. Yeah. Yeah. So that was his vision. So because the BBC was paid for by all radio set owners... At mm. that time. License. Yep. So it did not have to cater to advertisers. Uh, which, of course, is still relevant now because we have the TV license yeah. in the UK. Yeah. So they, after, so because it was radio first, it's radio licenses. And then when they got into TV, yeah. TV licenses. Yeah. So, and the whole th- fact is that because they did, they say they didn't have to cater mm. to advertisers who would have demands 
as to how content would be presented yeah to attract like bigger audiences yeah so it's the babe we do what we want to do no um, one's gonna tell us what to do yeah mm. which is very different to now because you know they have to answer to so many different <laughs> people yeah. well, exactly so that's how they show how different it is now so John Reith believed, Sir John, believed that the BBC should be, should emphasize quality over quantity mm-hmm. and should aim on raising the moral character of Britain. Call blimey gub. Yes. So he took it upon his shoulders to raise morale in Britain. Oh, what a legend. Historians now look at that, that aim as being very elitist. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the British Empire will prevail. (laughs) So he, see, he filled the airwaves, as you noticed in the the schedule I read you, Mm -hmm. that it was filled, uh, they, the Beeb's schedules would always be full of classical music, drama, Mm. opera, and literary talks. Poetry reading. Yeah. And <laughs> because, lots of uh, religion religious, yeah, as well, yeah. right? Lots of church. Yeah, church. Because Mr. John Reith, he thought that it was what the listening public needed. <laughs> but as one p- article I read put it, it wasn't what the people actually wanted. <laughs> ah, what we need and what we want, yeah. two very yeah. different things. Yep. Yep. So he thinks... People need classical music. They mm. need opera. Right. Literary talks. I we're gonna we're gonna fill it with poems about rainbows. Ah, but what did the people want? Goss, hot goss. Gossip. <laughs> Reality shows. <laughs> Bling Empire. Yeah. What's the other one? Sunset. Sun selling sunset. Selling sunset. Yeah. So here, so this is how the Beebs worked. Yeah. So during this time, the BBC would receive different information through teletype. You know, those. I think it's those like little ticker things. Okay. I think so. Sent by British news agencies. So there are news agencies. And mm. the editors at that time, two of them. <laughs> two editors. Two editors at that time. <laughs> yeah. Would read through them oh. and decide which ones were newsworthy. Ah. Yeah. So they wouldn't just talk about everything. No, so they selective. would actually edit, yeah, edit the news. Ah. Yeah. Like propaganda. Well, I don't know. I don't Not propaganda, to... but yeah. try, maybe trying to keep the uh, the morale of the country. Yeah, so up. it would all be just like, everything's good, everything's yeah. happy. Today the queen was happy. Today Day the queen's the queen. corgis ate a biscuit. Ah. Custard cream. I would read that news. You would. Yeah. Corgi daily. <laughs> so on this day, oh. April eighteenth, nineteen thirtieth, the two count them two, two? <laughs> BBC editors mm-hmm. decided that there was nothing worth reporting, <laughs> and but yeah. but they were so proud, so proud of that fact because it made them look like all. High and mighty, like, yeah. look at us. We only give you the real news. We don't pollute your ears with nonsense. Ah. Here's an opera. <laughs> <laughs> so they did, the news back then, they didn't, like, do good news. There was no good news. It was all... The, the news that was newsworthy was bad news, important news. They didn't, like, say, and in today's news, a dog was rescued from an ice cream factory, <laughs> fell into a vat. Of chocolate. Oh, that's not good for them. Not good. But yeah, according to Ethan Zuckerman the uh, um, from MIT. Oh. So, on a day where nothing happened to world leaders and elites, the affairs of the hoi polloi weren't newsworthy. Oh, okay. So, nothing happened in April 181930 that a well-to-do, properly cultured British man needed to know about and if there's nothing <laughs> worth learning about some pleasant music will be at least good for your moral character oh uh, well I, I guess back then in the 1930s like only well-to-do people had a radio right is that true i don't know but you know i would think like maybe even like 
people like maybe the servants at that time or people who were work they would still they would there would be radios I think but they think this is not for me don't listen it's not for me <laughs> I'm I'm not newsworthy yeah. oh. so yeah so that time that uh, so John Reith was like. If I don't find it interesting, no one will. <laughs> hmm. What an uh, elitist prick. Yeah. So, and then, so I looked up, I looked up on Wikipedia. Yep. Good source. <laughs> April 18, 1930, noteworthy events according to Wikipedia. Ah, okay. Hit me. Okay. I could only, um, there were only three uh, but that's still news. It's still news. Yeah, Reith can still put and it actually, on. Actually, I read it, but I didn't include it here. But there was like, <laughs> there was like one news about a politician that happened the day before. Yeah. But then, it's a Friday, so they didn't want to pl- do it on a Friday and not be not be able to follow up until Monday. I think there were no news on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, in April 181930, yeah. the Chittagong Armory Raid occurred when Indian revolutionaries led by Surya Sen raided an armory in the Bengal province of British India. Okay. Seizing it and setting it on fire. <laughs> Martial law was proclaimed and troops were called out to quell the uprising. Uh, so, that's not good for British morale. Not really, but... I saw this on QI, actually. Yeah. They they talked about this on QI. Yeah. Stephen Fry said, like, it was big news, but it happened at 10 p.m. England time. <laughs> so the news segment was already over. So if any news happens <laughs> late at night on a Friday, Saturday, or maybe Sunday... I think they did, like, breaking news. Okay. But one of the reasons why they couldn't get to this news, because... Uh, telegraph and radio lines were cut during the raid, so no information could get out. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 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 thinking, nineteen thirty. That's very around the time when you were Hitler. Born. Yeah, when I was born. Yeah. Good one. It was around the time when Hitler and the Nazi Party were coming to fruition. Yeah. Or already in fruition yeah right yeah in germany so well, the, yeah like after that they got busy with nazi news after how was none of that news um did hitler have a day off yeah yeah well, i don't know it's but... my day off is that hitler <laughs> the other news in uh the 1930 costesti wooden church fire took place in the small romanian town of costesti Yes. During Good Friday services when candles set some drapery on fire. Oh, those idiots. And then, this was in Wikipedia. A yeah. typhoon swept through Leyte in the Philippines causing extensive damage. Ah, but at the time, the British Empire did not care about the Philippines. Ah, no. So. Zero. Yeah. Who gives a F? Philippines, <laughs> where you're from. Yes. That's why I was happy to see that, but not about the extensive damage. Name of the podcast. Oh my god, you said the name of the podcast. (laughs) So there you go. April 18, 1930. The day that nothing happened. Wow. Can you imagine news networks doing that today? I know. Yeah. I mean, you watch watch the 24-hour news now, and it's just... It's on repeat, isn't it? They just say the same thing. Every ten minutes, well, blah, can, blah blah blah. And play piano music for. I prefer <laughs> piano music on the news I today. I wonder what song they played. Oh, Trump died. Here's some piano. Duterte killed some people. Duterte killed some people. Here's some piano. Here's some Catholic service. It's good. Like every place. And I'm gonna cover this in a f- in a future episode. But did you know local radio, the local BBC radio stations? Mm. First one was in Leicester. Really? Yeah. So I'm gonna well, see if I was can... it BBC Leicester. Yeah. Wow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can make that into an episode too. Yeah. Mm. Nice. I nice. Read, yeah, I saw that when I was doing. You you talked uh, you said briefly about the the radio license, the BBC yeah. license. Mm that pays for 
the BBC, the BBC yeah. so they don't have to do advertising. In Japan, we have something very similar. Yeah. It's the NHK yeah. license. NHK is the same as the BBC yeah. in Japan. Yeah. But in England, if you don't pay your TV license... They'll cut you off? They'll cut your balls off. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, they'll cut your balls off, yeah. and you you have to. It's a you know it's a big thing. Yeah. You probably go to go to prison if you don't pay it. Seriously? Yeah, it's a really it's like tax. You oh. have to pay it. You got no choice. TV license, and people are like, "Well, I've not got a TV." Gov. Is it an annual thing? Yes. Oh. It used to be. I don't know if it is now because I haven't been to. Well, like here in for Japan. <laughs> here in Japan, very. Different because NHK TV license, like you are, you're meant to pay it, yeah. right? But the the people come to your door to collect, and you just don't answer the door. Yeah, and then they don't chase it up. Do or they? I get you, yeah, to answer the door yeah. and just speak I, like like super English to them. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what you're saying, mate. What are you talking about? I don't... Japan. I'm on holiday. One more plate of custard. All that sort of thing. And they don't chase it up. They no. Just, they just ask you politely. I don't think have ever had a licensed person come. I ha- And I've never paid it in my, what, 11 years in yeah. Japan. Never paid it. I, I have if you're listening. But... <laughs> Who's paid that? I don't think even idiot. my parents have paid yeah. that. One, t- one time I had the... I don't even know how much it is. It might not be that much. It's like... About like ten thousand yen. Ten thousand? I'm not paying that. Exactly right. No. We no, we hardly ever watch no, that channel anyway. No. I know. One time we had the licensed people come to our door. Yeah. I opened it and yeah. they said they said TV license please money please. Yeah. And I said I've not got a TV. Yeah. But it was on, <laughs> and they could see the TV in the background. <laughs> and like, okay, bye. That's how it works in Japan. <laughs> Uh, uh, very interesting. Yeah, you like that? Very interesting. Yeah. I enjoyed it, yes. That's nice. I'd like to know more about the history of the BBC at some point in the Is future. It a request? It's kind of a request. I will put that down in my podcast ideas. Do you do requests? Yeah, I do requests. I don't. <laughs> okay, nice. History ne- of the BBC. There we go. Uh, BBC... Lester. Locked in, folks. Yeah, there you go. Okay, next week, I'm going to flip over to the Philippines. Yay! Yeah! And you're going to flip over to... The UK! The UK! Because that's the, oh, my next, only history. Next week, next week is going to be really interesting. I've already done it. Yep. It's a topic close, very close to your heart. Ooh. Super close to your heart. Chocolate? No comment. Heart disease? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shall we cut it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.